0: Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. A blessed Easter to you all. Before beginning with our gospel text from Matthew chapter 28 verses 1 through 10, I want to point out something regarding the different versions of the resurrection accounts told in the four gospels. Each of the four are slightly different. That does not mean that they contradict each other. Anytime you have multiple people telling the same story, you will hear what each of those different people consider to be the most important parts of the story. The stories are therefore at least a little bit different from each other, but that does not mean that they contradict each other. Matthew, our text for this morning, tells us that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, who happens to be Mary the mother of James the Less, and that the Less part meaning smaller or maybe younger, went to the tomb. Luke says that it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women. Mark says it was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, who happens to be the mother of James the greater. His name likely called that due to being larger or older. And so we know that we've got two different women. They are mothers of different men who are both named James and you keep them separate in your mind by one is James the greater and one is James the less. Then John only names Mary Magdalene, but when Mary Magdalene speaks, she says, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have taken him. The fact that Mary Magdalene used we tells us that although John did not name the other women, he was aware of their being there that first Easter morning. What we have, then, in the four Gospels is not a contradiction. It is the reality that each of the four different writers each presented the details that were essential to what that particular writer wanted to emphasize Now in our reading for this morning, we will focus on what St. Matthew had to say. Unlike some of the lectionary passages from the past few weeks, each of them had long readings. Our reading for today is short and has a few distinct elements to notice. We are going to look at each and then spend just a slight bit longer on the last point. First, it is the Sabbath. Excuse me, first it is after the Sabbath. It is after Saturday. And towards the dawn of the first day of the week, meaning Sunday. Now, here is a great time to point out how knowing different languages can be helpful because in the naming of the days in the week in Spanish, you get to understand the week a little bit better. Sometimes you will hear people, and some of them are Seventh-day Adventists, some of them... Are uh, different faith groups within Christianity that hold to a Saturday day of worship. Some of them are people who simply get hooked into conspiracy theories, say that the Roman Catholic Church changed the Sabbath in order to worship some pagan sun god or another. That is totally wrong. Saturday, Sabado is the Sabbath. You hear Sabbath in Sábado, the Spanish for Saturday. Sabbath, Sábado, Saturday. The day of rest remains unchanged. Sunday, Domingo, The Lord's Day, the day of worship, has been the day of Christian worship since the earliest New Testament writers because Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week. That's what our text tells us, what in English is Sunday. Biblical examples include Acts chapter 20, verse 7, where it reads, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, and that's meaning worship, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day. He prolonged his speech until midnight. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, where Paul, commenting on collections taken during the Christian time of worship, sends this instruction. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up, as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. In our text, Matthew tells us that the Sabbath is over. It ended on sundown of Saturday night, and the dawn of the new day is about to occur. It is about to be sunrise of the first ever Easter on that amazing morning of April 5th in the year A.D. 33. Now, if you want to know how we know the actual date of April 5th, A.D. 33, get with me after or send me a message. Mary Magdalene and, and the other Mary, which who we now know is the, is the mother of James the Less, are on their way to the tomb just a little before sunrise on the first day of the week. We also know from the other gospel writers that there are other women as well, but they are not the focus of our passage. They weren't Matthew's focus when he wrote his gospel. So they're not the focus of our passage today, except for the in general understanding that they are there. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James the Less, approach the tomb. Again, we want to pay attention to the small de- details revealed By the way, the story is told. Mary and Mary approach the tomb, and suddenly there is an earthquake that moves the stone, sealing the tomb, and an angel appears with the brilliance of lightning. The text says that the guards were so terrified that they trembled and passed out on the ground. The text then says, But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. The Bible indicates that there is no delay. There's no mention of the guards passing out and then saying after the women got there, the stone was in place undisturbed until the women approached. The Bible has no delay. We have the women approaching and as they arrived, the earthquake happened The angel appeared, the guards passed out, and the the angel immediately starts talking to the women. This is an important detail to notice. Why? Because the disciples were still hiding behind locked doors in the upper room. They had run away when the guards came to arrest Jesus. They denied knowing Jesus when the trial was going on. Of the twelve, Judas had already hung himself as a result of the betrayal he had committed. John went to the crucifixion, but other than that made no public appearance. And the other ten found their place to hide immediately. Now all of them are hiding behind locked doors. These disciples that are supposed to be bold witnesses for the Lord run deny, hide, and totally abandon Jesus in his great time of persecution and brutal murder. In stark contrast, the women boldly walked into the camp of the guard of their enemy. The men who they, the men who they witnessed brutally killed the Lord did not stop them from going to the tomb. And when they do, As they walked into, as those women walked into the camp of the enemy, the enemy is knocked to the ground in fear of the Lord. The angel then speaks to the women, Jesus is not here, for he is risen. Come and look at the grave and see that it is empty. Now go and tell the disciples that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Those women who courageously entered the camp of the enemy are the first witnesses of the resurrection and the first to go and share the good news. That is another important point. Few people, if any, care about who was the second of anything. People make a big deal about who is first. Who is the first American president? People will always know George Washington. Who is the first black president? People will always know Barack Obama. Who will be the first woman president? Whoever that eventually is, people will always know who she is. They will always know her name. Who were the first witnesses to the resurrected Jesus? We must always remember the women who boldly walked into the camp of the enemy. What happens next? Jesus appears to the women as they are headed back to tell the t- disciples what they have seen. What they have seen? The empty tomb. As a result, not only do the women have the testimony of the empty tomb, they see the resurrected Jesus in person with their own two eyes. The women drop to their knees. They cling to Jesus' feet and worship him. They cling to his feet. Jesus had a physical, physical resurrected body and they worship him they know he is the Lord now one last observation this is the absolute must keep takeaway from the message this is the part that brings the resurrection into our lives today Jesus tells the women go tell my brothers to go to Galilee so that they can see him Jesus is talking about the disciples Jesus is talking about the men who at that very moment are hiding behind locked doors. Jesus is talking about the men who ran away when he was arrested. Jesus is talking about the men who denied him when he was being tried. Jesus is talking about the men who completely abandoned him when he was at the darkest time of his earthly life. Jesus says, go and tell my brothers to meet me in Galilee. Go and tell my brothers Not go and tell those cowards. Not go and tell those betrayers. Not go and tell them that I have a score to settle. Jesus said to the women, Go and tell my brothers to meet me in Galilee. Let this be a lesson for each of us. Never think you have offended Jesus so much that he will not forgive. Amen.